Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back into the Tide Talk Podcast from the Believe Podcast Network. Stacy Blackwood here with Jake Thomas, and as you can see, we're joined by the one and only J-Boy, Jake from the J-Boy Show. What is up, Jake? How's it going, man? Hey, man, I appreciate y'all having me on. It's uh, good to join you on, uh, you know, getting closer to the season, man. You can kind of start to feel it a little bit. Just got to get to media day one step at a time. Yeah, look at what, what three weeks away from, from Media Days there. Uh, uh, is it in, back in Birmingham? I, I, yeah, I'm it guessing. is. It is. Yep, we're actually uh, going to be there, so I'm excited about that. And, you know, I think it's going to be a little bit tighter with COVID. You know, I think they still got some protocols built in, but, you know, it'll be, it'll be good to kind of hear what everybody says and, and see how everybody feels, even though, you know, everybody's going to be optimistic. Yeah, yeah, everybody's optimistic in July, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's it's like the Mike Tyson quote. Everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. So oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, Everybody says they can dance till they get on the dance floor. That's right. Hey, and we're going to dive into to pretty much all these teams here in a minute. But first, I got to tell you about our friends at BetOnline.ag. The NBA playoffs are in full swing. Major League Baseball is going on. Uh, you, you name it. BetOnline.ag has has you know parlays, uh, prop bets, futures. They ha- they have whatever you want. And of course, they have that twenty four seven casino that's always open, and uh, that that's the place to go if you want to make your bets. That's BetOnline.ag. All right, Jay Boy, let's just jump right in. Uh, the SEC, uh, it's of course, Alabama's coming off a national championship season. I guess we can start there. Uh, just on the west side, do you think Alabama can hold on to that Western title? Uh, or do you think somebody like Texas A and M or or somebody else could kind of sneak up and, and take that spot? Yeah, well, uh, I'm not betting against Nick Saban. You know, I know they have to replace a lot, but with the way he recruits, the way they develop, uh, the machine he's got built over there, you know, it'd, it'd be stupid to bet against them. Uh, there's always a possibility, though. Now, I do not think they're going to go through the SEC season undefeated. Uh, I think they will lose an SEC game this year. I guess that's the point we've gotten to with Nick Saban. Not if they're going <laughs> to win the West, but will they lose an SEC game? Uh, you know, and I, I am pretty high on AM for the reason of – and. Uh, you know, people be like, oh, well, they lost Kellen Mond. Well, I think Jimbo kind of held, you know, back really the full complement of the passing game uh, because while Kellen Mond was a really good player, he was there for a long time, broke some records. You know, he wasn't a guy that you wanted throwing the ball 40, 45 times a game, you know, especially late in the game. Uh, Jimbo is a quarterback, and deep down, I know that quarterbacks want to <laughs> throw the ball a little bit, uh, but they had such a good offensive line last year, and that's really been the difference in, in their ascension is up front on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Uh, that's where it starts and ends. You know, Nick Saban will be the first one to tell you that. Uh, but look, you know, uh, over the course of the regular season, uh, I think there's going to be a decent amount of parity in the West, but I do think Alabama is going to come out of there. Yeah, uh, it's like you said, it's it's hard to bet against Nick Saban. He's, he's 
just done so well for so long and quick update jake has lost internet at his house so he he got kicked off here so we're just gonna we're just gonna carry on uh just just jake and myself here so uh uh, speaking of uh, the, the West, uh, what are your thoughts? Of course, LSU wins the title a couple of years ago. They take a step back last season. What are you expecting from LSU and, and Ed Orgeron? Well, I actually have LSU finished second in the West, believe it or not. And the reason for that is, and look, I know they're dealing with some off-the-field stuff right now, uh, and they need to start off well. They go play UCLA the first game. I just think LSU does better as an outsider. Uh, I think that kind of plays into what Edo is as a motivator. Uh, you know, schematically, he's not going to be all in there, you know, drawing up plays offensively and, and putting in a bunch of coverages or uh, exotic blitzes defensively. Uh, but, you know, made a couple bad hires. He'll be the first one to tell you that. I think that team's going to be hungry. I think they're a little embarrassed, you know, team coming off a, uh, a year before where they won the national championship and probably feel like they let everybody down. Uh, and, uh, you know, being that outsider, having that chip on your shoulder, playing those videos in the weight room during the offseason of, of losing and, you know, people saying this and people saying that, it just does something to you, uh, especially as competitive as these guys are. So uh, I think LSU is going to have a bounce back year. I think they beat A&M in the last week of the season to go five and three uh, in the SEC and finish second in the West. Uh, so I think it'll be a better year now. Is it what LSU fans expect after 2019? No. And we'll see how that plays in the offseason. You know, at LSU, a lot's been talking about the quarterback position. You know, Miles Brennan, Max Johnson. I'm a big Max Johnson fan. I, I think he will wind up being the starting quarterback. Do you, who do you think is going to be the, the starting quarterback for LSU? Well, you know, when I, when I look at their system, at least, you know, what the smart money would tell you their system is going to be with new offensive coordinator hired Jake Peets and him bringing in DJ Mangus is you're going to get a zone read RPO offense with the heavy zone run game. You're going to get your speed sweeps. They're going to spread you out, hit you with the quick game. And I think with Max's feet, not saying that miles isn't, you know, a good quarterback. I just don't think he's the best fit for the system. I think Matt's best or Max's best football is ahead of him. I actually got his dad, Brad Johnson coming on tomorrow. Nice. Uh, excited to talk to him uh, about it and, you know, kind of looking at it from the, the father's perspective as opposed to being back there uh, under center. But, no, I think Max is the guy. I think the team is behind Max, and, and that goes a long way. And, look, it's tough for Miles Brennan. Uh, he didn't play bad. You know, Miles didn't right. play bad at all. But when you're looking at what can Max, no pun intended, Max out the potential of your team, uh, I think it's Max Johnson. And, again, if the defense has to account for the quarterback running, that takes a hat away from doing something else. So uh, I, I think it's going to be Max Johnson. All right, let's let's look at Auburn for a minute. Uh, I know we're we're an album of podcast, but you know the saying: you got to keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. <laughs> just just kind of what's your season outlook for Auburn? Of course, you know new coach Brian Harson coming in. Yeah. Just what are you really expecting from from that staff and from that team? Well, if you're looking for a win loss, Mark, I think anything eight and four and above obviously would would be a really good coaching job considering the roster that he has. And uh, that's what you got to look at. You know, he hadn't had a full cycle in, even though I thought they did well in the portal uh, defensively. It'll be interesting to see if they get Demetrius Robertson, uh, wide receiver from Georgia transfer, which would be huge for that room. They have some young talent, but they don't have experience, and that's king in this league. Uh, it's tough to build the parachute from the way down. Uh, they weren't able, it looks like, to get a tackle from the portal. Uh, going to have to rely on the guys they have. I think they're under personnel on the offensive line. But having said that, uh, you do and have a quarterback that's returning in Bo Nix, which not a lot of SEC teams have a quarterback that's returning. Experience always helps. Mike Bobo's a heck of a coordinator and a heck of a QB coach. Brian Harson's a quarterback coach himself. I think you're going to see not a simplified offense, but they're going to take a lot off of Bo Nix. Uh, I think you're going to see him throw the check down more. I think he's going to be a little bit better in the pocket. 
I think they're going to go under center more and use that play action game to help that offensive line out against pass rush. Because uh, again, you're seeing something different at that end spot on the defensive side. Uh, if a guy's tucking it on the play action, it kind of slows you down, helps the tackle out a little bit because it's really not going to change their set. Uh, and they're still having to read run pass, talking about the defensive end. But uh, you have Tank Bigsby, who's, I think, the best running back in the country. Uh, no doubt. Really do. No doubt. Um, you know, and, and I'm saying that from a place of just, you know, watching the guy as a freak. Uh, but it, it'll be interesting to see if they can be consistent offensively. Uh, defensively, I think Derek Mason was an unbelievable hire. I think Auburn's going to be pretty good on defense if they can stay healthy up front. Getting Tony Fair from UAB was big to plug in the middle. Uh, Kobe Wooden's going to be an All-American. I actually think Derek Hall, now that Nick Easton got hired, uh, is going to have a chance to, to get some postseason accolades. He's just so athletic, and he's got the body type to play at the next level. Uh, and he's got a year in, just got to add some moves. So, you know, I think they're going to beat a couple teams, you know, or, or one team they're not supposed to. Uh, week three at Penn State is going to be pretty interesting, and, and I think they're going to make it tough this first year, but I do think the Brian Harson hire down the road two, three, four years from now is one that's going to have Auburn competing uh, and, and kind of getting back where they feel like they should be uh, and just you know being a thorn in a lot of people's sides. And look, the SEC West, man, uh, it's it's already a powerhouse right now, but three four years down the road, it's going to be even. It's going to be a smash festival. That's what it's going right. to be. <laughs> right. I mean, then then talk about the other two teams remaining in the West and Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Of course, we know what Lane Kiffin is doing there offensively with Matt Corral and and really just a quarterback that I think nationally is is not talked about enough, and I believe he's going to put up some amazing numbers this season. Just talk about the Mississippi schools and what you're kind of expecting from them this season. Yeah, well, I think Matt Corral is the best quarterback in the league, and to be honest with you, I think he's the best. He has the best rapport between the triangle of the quarterback, uh, the OC, and the head coach with Lane and Jeff Levy. That system fits it perfectly. Uh, again, experience is king, and he's got a ton of it. I think Braylon Sanders is going to be an all-SEC guy. I know they lost Elijah Moore. Uh, but you return him, you return Kenny Aboa, uh, you return Jerry and Ely. I think Lane does an unbelievable job, him and Dan Mullen, of getting the back the ball uh, through the air in different ways, uh, not just in the wheel route, even though it seemed like Florida did that every time last year with Damon Pierce. But, uh, no, you know, I, I look at it, I look at their team. You know, the question is defensively. They were so bad and under-personnel defensively last year. A stat I talk about all the time on the show is that uh, if Ole Miss would have just put nobody out there on defense last year against Alabama, they, they'd only given up 20 more total yards, which <laughs> is yeah, unbelievable. To think it's crazy. About. I've never heard that before. But uh, I think they're going to be able to get a couple more stops this year. I think they're the most underrated team in the SEC. Uh, I think they're going to slip up and upset somebody. Uh, I know Lane does well against Nick. I still don't think they have the horses on defense, though, to be able to get the stops or turnovers they need uh, in that game. But, you know, I, I'm wondering – if they win seven or eight this year and Dan Mullen leaves Florida to go to the NFL and they Ooh. put Lane at Florida, it's about to be a whole new dimension of weird. Right. You're right. I'll be honest with you. Looking at that schedule from, from an album of fans perspective, that, that game at Ole Miss is a little – or that game against Ole Miss is a little yeah. scared than that game at Florida early in the season. Just, just from a fan's perspective because we know what Lane Kiffin's all about and he's going to throw the – the whole kitchen sink at Nick Saban to try to get that win there. But uh, uh, moving on to, to the to the East now, of course, Georgia right now to me is is head and shoulders. Yeah, I, head and shoulders is maybe a little exaggerated, <laughs> but but they're much better to me than the other teams uh, in the yeah. East. So I, outside of Georgia, I, I don't see anybody that can win that that side of the division. Uh, 
just just talk about Georgia and, and maybe some of the other teams that you're really looking for or looking at here uh, in this season. Yeah, you know, I think Georgia, like you said, is head and shoulders above everybody else. I'd be surprised if they didn't win every game against Eastern opponents by double digits. Uh, and if they play Vandy, they may win by triple digits. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, when when I look at their team, I think this is the best roster Kirby's had. I actually – and again, I'm you know, and I'm sure a lot of Alabama fans aren't going to like this. I think Georgia actually has a legitimate chance to win the whole thing this year. Uh, I think they have the quarterback. I think Kirby's going to actually open it up a little bit offensively on early downs. Uh, they, you, you know, I talk about it all the time, and they didn't take a ton of shots last year, but they missed a ton of shots last year. Uh, whether it's bad balls, whatever, whatever. You saw when JT actually connected on a few of them. He ended up for about 400 yards. They trust him. He's a student of the game. I actually saw JT the other day at a golf tournament. Talked to him for a little bit. Uh, he's comfortable. And they trust him. I think Kirby trusts him and Todd Munkin. Uh, but, you know, defensively, their weakness going in the offseason was the secondary. They had Tyke Smith, the guy that's probably going to play nickel, star, whatever you want to call it. They had Darian Kendrick from Clemson, who has the ability, if he can stay straight off the field, uh, to be an NFL player and an impact guy there. Uh, and, you know, you look at that defensive line with Jordan Davis and, and the guys they have coming back, you know, Adam Anderson playing that outside backer spot. They The way they're going to be able to mix it up defensively, uh, they have depth. And when you have depth up front and you mix it with talent, you'll have a chance to win every game. Uh, when I look at the other teams, I actually have Kentucky finishing second in the East, believe it or not. Uh, I You know, any semblance of a passing offense this year is going to make them even <laughs> more dangerous on offense. You know, not that they were dangerous last year, but, you know, getting Bo Allen there, uh, I think they're going to be able to, to keep defenses a little more honest. But you talk about building a team from the inside out. That's what Mark Stoops has done. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. Uh, defensively, they're going to get stops. I, I really believe in their front seven. I love the Oxendine kid. I think he has a chance to be really special. Uh, and I think they're going to beat Missouri week two. And now that Missouri just had another linebacker transfer, that front seven on defense has me worried. Uh, I think you're going to see, you know, at this point, now that that's happened, Georgia, Kentucky, and Florida, not a huge believer in Emory Jones. Uh, they lost Kadarius Tony. They lose Kyle Pitts. Uh, you know, they lost a couple other guys. Their offensive line wasn't very good last year, and the defense is the biggest question going into the season on that team. So I think it's Georgia and then everybody else. Right. I think Todd Grantham is probably the the assistant coach that's going to be watched the most this season in the SEC because yeah. that defense, that they struggled last season. I'm really surprised that he, he was he's back this year. Yeah, me too, you know, especially with kind of the rifts between him and Dan Mullen. But, you know, I'm looking at that Bama game and where it is. <laughs> and if Bama rolls in there and drops 45 or 50 on them, I think they may drop the guillotine on that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, it's uh, definitely going to be interesting. And, look, they have the, they have talent. You know, right, they have yeah. talent, but then you lose, lose Major Burns, uh, who's down at LSU now. You know, it's just they better start out good. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> right. Well, hey, before before we let you go, we wanted to get the, uh, your quick thoughts tomorrow. Of course, uh, nil. It's I, I don't even know how to put it. The the gates are about to swing open wide. I don't even know how to to phrase it. It's uh it's going to be like a free for all. I'm not even sure what to anticipate. <laughs> what are you really anticipate anticipating is going to happen over the next few days? Well, I think the aliens are going to land on the front White House lawn. No. Um, you know, here's the thing I say about NIL. You know, they're not going to come in and put everybody, you know, on sponsorship. At the higher levels for the higher teams, I think you may see five, seven guys max. Uh, you'll see certain individuals. These guys aren't going to get $8 million deals. You know, I'd be surprised if a lot of them, you know, get into the high six figures or whatever. Uh, but, look, it, it's going to change the game a little bit. It's going to change recruiting a lot. 
you know, I think that's where you're going to see your biggest adjustment really uh, outside of the athletic department's accountants, which, you know, I'm sure they're thrilled about this, but you know, the, the, the part that I find interesting and look, I, I believe that somebody should be able to get endorsements. I, I feel like they should yeah. be able to, to make money. If I'm going to make money on the J boy show, how can I sit here and say that? Oh, uh, Bryce Young, you can't make money every time somebody buys a jer- Alabama jersey with your number on it. You right. know, I'm wondering now, will you be able to walk into the store, you know, the conce- concession stores or merchandise stores that actually see like Bryce Young jerseys, you know, right. with Young on the back that they did a deal with, you know, J&M Bookstore with, you know, Tank Bigsby. But what I find the most interesting is in recruiting, let's say you're like a, a school that's rep by Coca-Cola and you have a kid on your team or you're recruiting a kid. And Powerade comes to him and says, we want to give you 250 grand a year to be sponsored by Powerade. Are you not allowed to sign that kid? Because <laughs> it goes against like what's on your day. De- like there's just a lot of interesting things uh, with NIL, but look, it's, it's going to change some things, but I don't think it's going to be as drastic as what, you know, people that are really panicking, um, you know, are thinking I'm more worried about the transfer portals than that. Me too. Me too. I, I want, I want these young men to be, and, and all the athletes uh, there at, at each campus to be paid for for endorsements and you know their likeness and anything like that. I mean, I I want to get paid for those type things yeah. if that if that was ever afforded yeah. well, to I mean, me. Like, so how can you be how how can you can be a music major at a school <laughs> right. on scholarship and sell a mixtape and make millions? Right. Yeah. But if I run a four three and I can catch <laughs> the ball better than ninety nine point nine percent of people on the planet in a billion dollar industry. I can't make, and I'm out there getting ran into. Yeah. Like you're not making a mixtape, and then all of a sudden, you know, a six three, two hundred fifty pound middle linebacker just like taking you out by the keyboard. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. All, I'm all for this. I'm excited for for the athletes, and uh, I'm. I'm not worried about how that affects the game as much as I am what the transfer portal has really already done. I mean, you look at Henry Toa Toa being at Alabama. That that would not have been possible before this rule and. And now you 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 got Christian Harris beside Henry Toa Toa at inside linebacker for Alabama. I mean that that is deadly. And, and <laughs> you know, I, I laugh. Can you imagine how much easier it's going to be this year for Henry Toa Toa? You know, last year against Tennessee, he's having to get guys lined up and fight off two blockers to make a play. Now they're just going to snap, and he's going to be like, "Oh, well, there he is." As much just two gaps, everybody, and nobody gets. So I'm like, "Yeah, I like this a lot better. I feel like I play better." <laughs> I'm looking for I'm looking forward to the season, man. It's getting it's 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 getting here pretty quick. Looking forward to media days, and maybe we can see you there. I, I record that on the SEC Network every year, so I can go back and watch it. So uh, I'm I'm assuming they're going to be there too. So I, I look forward to maybe seeing you on that. Uh, and I really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, of course, every, all the Tide fans follow you on on social media. You, you've been verified this week, so you're you're the big time now. It's official. <laughs> your tw- your Twitter official now. <laughs> oh yeah, man. You know nowadays, I don't I don't even know how you know thrilled people are about it, but no, I uh, I appreciate it, man. Y'all do a great job, and uh, yeah, from you know SEC coverage from Alabama to recruiting, uh, we're dropping our uh, DB room position ranking in the SEC. I'm sure it's going to be uh, get some chatter when I drop this. Uh, tomorrow, that's going to be pretty interesting. But now, I mean, uh, we cover everybody. I have John Parker Wilson on all the time. Roman Harper, uh, going to have him coming back on. I mean, we get guys from everywhere. Talk recruiting. Got a couple big recruits coming on that Alabama's going to be interested in. Uh, Walter Nolan, a couple other guys like that. So, yeah, check us out. We're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. It's the J-Boy Show. And I don't talk politics. So, you know, if you're Hell sick yeah. of uh, hearing <laughs> politics and sports, come check me out. We don't, we don't cross that line. 
uh, yeah, and uh, was very fortunate enough to coach nine years in, in college and five at the Division One level. And, you know, I say about this now, man, it beats working for a living. Uh, I tell you that much. But, uh, no, I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at the J-Boy Show as well. And uh, I'll be talking to you soon, Stacey. You know that. Absolutely. Hey, Jake, we appreciate it, bud. You take care, man. Yeah, hey, tell Jake uh, I hope he survives the invasion <laughs> at his house or whatever going on. It, it might be because of uh, the name, image, and likeness. Maybe the aliens know, landed there. Maybe got scooped up. I mean, or it may be like a Red Dawn situation in that case. You know, all the, all the best. <laughs> all right, but hey, we appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon, man. All right, holler at y'all. See you. All right, guys. Hey, we appreciate everybody joining. Uh, make sure you give J-Boy a follow if you're not already doing that. Uh, you can follow me at, on Twitter at Blackwood89. You can follow our podcast at Tide Talk Pod. Uh, and, of course, you can follow Jake. Uh, he fell off, like we mentioned. He's at Jake Thomas TTS. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music. We are all over the place, and we appreciate you listening. Roll Tide. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.